As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Smarterpodcasts.com. Delivering sound advice. Like children, we don't like to say we love one pet more than another. There's always more love to go around. Often we have one particular kind of pet, for instance a cat, and we decide it's time to get, for instance, a dog. We love them all equally, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily, at least initially, going to love one another equally. Hi, I'm Joanne Green, and welcome back to the Good Dog Podcast, where my guest today is Trish King. She's Director of Behavior and Training at the Marin Humane Society, and she has appeared every now and then, I guess on an irregular basis, it's fair to say, on the Good Dog Podcast. Welcome, Trish. Thank you. I got an email from a listener not too long ago saying that she was having a hard time integrating her new dog into her home where she had cats, and she was hoping that we could give her some tips on this. So I thought, great topic for an episode of Good Dog, um, and not just integrating a dog into a cat home, integrating a cat into a dog home, integrating a dog into a home where there are other animals, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's far more complicated than people think. I think that... Most of the time, people just assume everything is going to work out fine, and sometimes it does. Sometimes you can just throw one animal in with the other, and they go, oh, hi, this is cool. I love you. You're wonderful, and it's, they all live happily ever after, but it doesn't always happen like that. In fact, yesterday, we were introducing a resident dog, so that means a dog that was owned by the, the, the person, um, to a bunny because she was trying to get the bunny. It was one of the bunnies up for adoption. And um, dogs are, can be pretty predatory um, and think of bunnies as you know, potential food as opposed to potential playmates. So we um, did an introduction. And what I wanted to do was find out whether or not the dog was predatory and, and, uh, and then how biddable the dog was in this case. And, and indeed, we found out that the dog was quite biddable and he did sort of think that the bunny looked delicious, but we could tell him, you know, don't do that. And he'd go, oh, I'm sorry. Is that one of your things? And, and he'd be fine. What does biddable mean? Biddable just means that um, eager to please, I guess, you know, that, that elusive quality that some dogs have that, 
is that, if, oh, you don't like that? Okay, I won't do it, you know. And in this particular case, the dog was very good about that. You could you could call his name, and he'd just look at you, and he'd say, oh, I know there's a bunny over there, but I'm looking at you because you're wonderful. And What if uh, you weren't there? Oh, well, that's different. And, and I mean, they, or what happens when you're not there? And, and they know that. The um, but, for instance, a highly predatory dog would be focused on the dog, on the bunny, and never look away. No matter what you did, even if you tried to drag the dog away, it would still continue to kind of lock and load, we call it, you know, where they're just totally focused on that animal. So for those animals, the the, the life for the bunny would not have been good. Meaning now, bad placement, you would not we wouldn't we wouldn't have allowed the placement. Home. No, because it would it would have been too hard on the on the bunny. And let me jump in with one other quick question. When you talk about the dog being predatory, is yeah. it is it that they want to is it is it a play for them or do they really want to kill the bunny? And if they do want to kill the bunny, is it to eat the bunny? Well, that's what predatory is all about. Um, to a lot of dogs, killing a rabbit or a deer is pretty much the same as us slaughtering a cow. It's just that we do it in we do it out of sight because we don't want to see it, and um, actually, it's more like uh, people who hunt. You but know, sometimes people hunt just for the sport of it. They I, don't I don't particularly. To eat. I don't like it. I don't approve of it. Not that they care whether I approve of it or not, but apparently they get a uh, they get a sense of satisfaction out of it. Nature has made it so that predators, including some of us, enjoy the act of killing. And so when a, this is a really controversial topic, but, but it does happen. The, uh, in fact, you can see, see Lulu is squirming right now. Yeah, <laughs> You can even see it in your pet dog when they pick up a stuffed animal and start to shake it and, and growl and kill it and whatnot. They're obviously enjoying themselves. And that's, I mean, nature would be pretty stupid if it said, oh, you have to go kill rabbits in order to eat, but you can't, you you have to hate it, you know, so that doesn't work. So the act of seeking, it's actually called a seeking circuit in your brain, the act of, um, the act of going after the the little animal and whatnot and shaking it does not feel like killing to the dog. It, It isn't, it's very different. There's no emotion except for the, the kind of, you know, in a funny way, pleasure, but, but it's not like ha-ha pleasure. It's just a sat- sense of satisfaction, shall we say. Whereas anger is really different. Uh, you know, a, a dog that, that, uh, that bites out of anger or a person that hits out of anger is very different from a person who's hunting. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really strong instinct, far stronger in some dogs than in some others, and very strong in cats. Now, before we jump into the cat piece, I just want to ask... Is it stronger in some dogs because of their breed? Are females, for instance, are more predatory or males more predatory? No, None it's, it's breed. It's, it's the closer, generally speaking, the closer the breed is to the functions of a wolf, the more likely they are to be predatory. But it does not necessarily have to be like that. So you can, and there are wusses, or what do they call them, Ferdinands? <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you bet. You know, <laughs> in every breed. <laughs> and 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 the other thing is that's important about predators is that um, predators are need to learn what is prey. So if you had a northern breed dog, for instance, like a Malamute or a Husky, which tend to be pre- fairly predatory as as adults or as dogs, and you raised it with a cat, it would learn that the cat is not prey. 
And so it would be very happy to live with a cat, and the cat could probably walk all over it. If, on the other hand, it was introduced later to the cat but, and had never seen cats before, then it might be predatory towards it because movement sparks the prey drive. Movement makes the, the cat moves, the dog wants to chase it. The mouse moves, the cat wants to chase it. And so that just clicks that instinct in. And then if they actually catch it, then you know they follow through with the, the process. If, in fact, it's instinct, Trish, how can you possibly train them out of it? Well, you can train them out of it by telling them that, for instance, that cats are not prey or that bunnies are not prey. And generally speaking, you have to do it by a combination of, you know, being very forceful about, no, you cannot touch that, and training the dog to be appropriate around the animal. But could you ever leave a cat and a dog together or the cat and the, and the mouse together after you've tried this training? You know, it would be it wouldn't risky. Be, it wouldn't be something that I would do. So I have out of our four dogs, one of my dogs is quite predatory. Um, the others are not. The others are would chase a cat if it ran, or would chase a bunny. But then they get up to it and go, "Oh look, it's a bunny." They they wouldn't actually go through the it's whole. It's not kibble. <laughs> it's not kibble. Hmm, but it was fun to chase because that that was a chase thing. But the other one would probably catch and kill. So we can't have any cats right now. Not until that dog is gone, because we, we love cats. We don't want to have a cat be scared in our house. So step number one, I'm reading between the lines here, mm-hmm. is to really thoroughly assess the predatory nature of your animal before introducing an animal of another species that could be perceived as prey. That's correct. Yeah, either, either way, either that, um, that you have a cat and, and, you, and you want a dog, you have to be very care- careful about whether or not that dog is predatory or whether you have a dog and you want to introduce a cat. You should find out. You should figure that out, too. So who was there first isn't so much the issue. Not in this case. In many other cases, it's very, very important. For instance, a, a, uh, a resident cat, when you bring in a dog, um, that cat needs to feel very comfortable in its place. And the dog needs to feel like it's an intruder and is there on sufferance. So, um, and in fact, with a cat-dog intro, you almost always tell the cat, you've got control. Because that's the prey animal. So the prey animal needs to go to be... And it's funny, you know, when you think about it, because a cat's a prey animal and yet it's a predator. In fact, a cat is a way better predator than a dog is. The ability merely to run up the side of a tree right there is such an advantage. I've never had a cat, but I've lived next door to cats. Actually, mm-hmm. in most places I've lived, and I've always had a dog. Mm-hmm. And the cats rule. Well, cats rule because, for a variety of reasons, they have five weapons as opposed to one. Do tell. <laughs> they have claws, and then they have their teeth. And they and dogs are, only have their teeth? And dogs only have their teeth. And then they also are more agile than dogs, but they're much smaller than dogs. And in a flat-out run, a dog can usually catch a cat. Now, if the cat can go up a tree, that's different. But, that, but you know, enough cats are killed by dogs to make the cat pretty much at risk if you bring in a predatory dog. But, you know, if, if you have a puppy and you're bringing a puppy into a house with a cat, generally the cat will walk up to the puppy, take its paw, go swipe, 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 then kind of pat its hands and walk away and the dog goes that cat is dangerous 
and then forever after that they're fine. Doesn't mean the dog won't chase a cat outside. Just means that their relationship in their house is going to be fine. So, you know, introductions of, of when you're cross-species introducing, usually doing it when all of the animals are, are young or at least the, the, the animal on the highest level of the prey scale is young, is really good. It, taking a four-year-old husky and introducing it to a household with a cat is going to mean you're going to have to do a lot of management for quite some time. I have a good friend who's done that, by the way. And her, the husky that she brought in was extremely predatory, and she managed. She's got like six cats. And that husky... Now, was that strength in numbers? Was that a different issue? Where... No, actually, it wasn't. It was that my friend was very good about management and very, very good about tra- um, training her dog that the cats were off limits. So it can be done. It can be done, but she's a trainer. So, you know, it, if you're looking for a nice, relaxed lifestyle... Stick to one species. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, stick to one species, but just be careful in the lots and lots of people have multiple species and, and it works out really well. It's just that adult to adult can be trickier than adult to puppy. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Now, what if it's adult dog to kitten? Will they be... Well, if the dog is used to living with a cat, should be no problem. But if the dog isn't? Isn't, then it might very well be a problem because kittens are... They don't have all the fear that a, a, an adult cat has. So a, a dog that is, you know, maybe not sure how it feels about cats and a little kitten comes up and starts batting its you know, face around with its, with its paws, the dog might go, get out of here, and might just t- t- take a little bite that's not even meant to be a, um, you know, anything major. And because the kitten is so little and fragile, it, it could get very badly hurt. And you don't want that. You know, it would be preferable not to have that kind of thing happen. Other than trying to integrate mixed species, and in particular we're talking about dogs and cats in the home, what about in the neighborhood? I mean, cats, for instance, often are on the loose. Yeah. I mean, we we keep our dog in the yard or on a leash. Those are her two choices when she's outside. But we have a couple cats next door who climb across this fence right here Mm -hmm. and taunt her. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you don't think they're taunting her, they they definitely do. They are taunting. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can tell they're going, uh, you uh-huh. know, we actually, we joke, we give them voices, you know, I'm a cat, I'm so cool, yeah. you can't come up on this fence. No. What is it, the dogs drool and cats rule? Yeah, it's pretty true. Yeah. Well. And the, the, and the dogs go nuts. The dogs go nuts because the cat is actually saying, chase me. And the dog can't, and I'm gonna and the dog can't do it. And again, in a in a situation, if you had a cat and dog here, 
So you could introduce a cat to Lulu, and Lulu would be fine with it. Lulu's only a little dog. And the cat... Hey, watch it. The, the cat... <laughs> Well, okay. It's the only part it's I was the only part. All right. <laughs> Lulu is a small, wonderful, powerful dog. There you go. Um, but she but she is small. And so a cat could come in and say, "Okay, we're about the same size. I think we're going to be okay." Now, if you put the cat down and you had Lulu loose and the cat was afraid of dogs, the cat would run and Lulu would chase. So it, and Lulu would lose. And no, Lulu wouldn't necessarily lose because the cat's afraid of dogs. So she would she would panic. It's nothing like panic to get yourself in trouble. Um, this is true in the animal kingdom as well as anywhere This is true everywhere. Else. This is true everywhere. We were watching two dogs today meet out on a trail. And one of the dogs was charging the other dog. And the, the dog that was uh, being charged, who happened to be my dog, was just standing still. And, and waited till the charging dog came all the way up to it. And the charging dog lost all of its power and said, oh, hi. <laughs> and everything was fine. But if Strider had actually run away or had run towards the dog, there would have been a fight. Now, this so, isn't behavior you've taught Strider, is it? Yeah, sort of. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's behavior he has acquired over the years with, with me because that's his job, to be really good around other dogs. So he's a fantastic dog with other dogs. He can make another dog feel wonderful within two or three minutes usually. So it just calms them down completely. It he's is a, he's amazing. A therapist to, dog. <laughs> you know, watching the communication between animals, I mean, I know this is what you do for a living. Yeah. But it is for the lay person like myself. Uh, it's just astounding. We were walking Lulu in a new area today, which meant all new smells, all new sights, and exciting, all new dogs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's, because she's small, she, and, and she still has puppy energy, even at age three plus, and um, she will immediately want to go up and play. But as but when the dogs are bigger, or when th there's more than one of them, or when they're coming toward her, she it's like I want to play. Uh, I'm so scared, and then she'll jump up on my leg, you know, and mommy, mommy, mommy. Yeah, yeah, they get nervous. They get nervous. They, they can count, and size matters. Absolutely. You know, there people think that little dogs think they're big. No, they don't actually think they're big. They they know they're little, so they think well. If I, the, the best defense is a good offense, you know, it's more like that. Um, so anyway, back to introducing Lulu to a cat, for instance. What you would do with Lulu to make sure everything was good is you would put her on a on a leash and tie the leash to something that she that didn't move. We call it a tie down. And um, and then you introduce the cat. So the cat has all the power. So the cat walks around, and Lulu looks at the cat and goes, my God, what is that? But she doesn't have the opportunity to chase it. You don't give either one the opportunity to chase the other one. And in the case of a dog and cat, it's usually the dog that chases the cat, although sometimes it's the other way around. And then over a period of several days, Lulu gets used to the cat. And once she's used to the cat, then you can start having her drag a leash. And after she's done that for a while, then everything is fine. But you don't physically, like, bring them both up onto your lap. No. The problem usually is that people hurry it and that they think they can convince the animals to like each other. And they have to be convinced. If you've ever had two cats meet each other, you know that it can take up to six months, to, up to a year, really. Really? Yeah, because cats are not necessarily pack animals. Well, they're not pack animals. So they cohabitate, and they can learn to like each other, but it takes a lot longer. Dogs, on the other hand, are natural pack animals, so they have a tendency to like other animals, like other dogs. And they have a tendency to include a cat in their pack, too. 
But, you know, with a dog and a cat, the cat is going to take quite a bit of time to accept the idea that the dog lives there, too. And the dog is going to take a little bit of time to accept the fact that this is not an object like a ball that he can chase. Because a lot of times that's what they want to do. So just giving it time, keeping the energy level low, being very calm about everything makes things work real well. I remember I had a client a long time ago who's still around. And she had, I think, 21 cats um, or more. Certifiable. Yes, absolutely. And she fell in, She found a stray dog, and she fell in love with it. And we, tried to put, we put it up for adoption, and, and nobody was interested in this dog. Nobody. And I don't know why, because the dog was very nice. And finally, she said, well, I'll take it. And I'm like, oh, my God, you've got 21. And this dog was pretty predatory. It's, it's legal to have 21 cats? Um. I'm not sure whether she was legal or not, to be honest. Um, I mean, I don't know what the law would be, but um, it just seems that... that... You can only have three dogs, but... Really? Yeah. Didn't you just say you had four? Yes, but we have a um, permit. And um, it depends on the, on where you live, too. In, in, in Sonoma County, for instance, you have six. In Marin County, you can have three, or I don't know what the in numbers are. In the city, are. maybe even fewer? I don't know. It, it depends on where you live, depending on, you know, that... So... The, uh, um, this particular woman, she had that dog on a tie down, I think for a year and a half, I mean, off and on. And, and she worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. She used a squirt bottle whenever the dog just kind of stared at the other dog, uh, at the cats. And now the dog lives with these cats. It took her two years. It took her a long time. So I don't know if this is encouraging time. news for people hoping to integrate a dog with a cat or vice versa. Well, if you do it right, you're fine. If if you do it but right, but it's a commitment. But it's a commitment, and you don't. If you you make it, my motto is trust everyone, but cut the cards, right? You you say, well, I hope it's going to work out okay, but let's just make sure by setting ourselves up for success and managing the environment so that the cat cannot run from the dog and the dog cannot run after the cat, and um, and also realizing that cats in this case have vertical territories. So if you put a cat high. They're much more likely to be comfortable than if you keep them down on the ground. And and sometimes, in some cases, dogs will have the territory of the whole ground and the cat will be way up high all the time on refrigerators and, and countertops and all that stuff. And they, and they live kind of up there. And, you know, sometimes that works out for people. Great. Wonderful advice. Is there any place on a website that you can direct people if they want more information on this? Or do you have anything in your book? On our website, we have some uh, handouts on cat-dog introductions. Great. Why don't you give that URL? Yeah, it's www.marinhumanesociety. Um, That's M-A-R-I-N humanesociety.org. And if you just go to behavior and training, you can get all of our handouts that we give out. And one of them is on that. Excellent. Next episode, because I feel that we um, have inadvertently brought up a whole other topic, which is integrating dogs with children. So mm. we will address that in our next episode with Trish King. Thanks for being here today. Trish King is the author of Parenting Your Dog and the Director of Behavior and Training at the Marin Humane Society in Marin County, California. I'm Joanne Green.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.